Okay, I'm just staring into your eyes, so that'll be a fun dynamic. Where did my document? Oh, there it is. Um, we'll see if we can get through everything I need to get through. That's exciting. <laughs> I'm so terrified. What is this possibly about? You're like, here's all the reasons why biology sucks. <laughs> what if? I would be so mad. Um, actually, I think you're going to love this one. I'm so excited. Okay. We're just going to... Can I... Can I... Uh, Okay, so my question is... Wait, should we start with, like, a how are you or something? Oh, yeah, sure. It's been a minute. It's been a minute. I feel like now I'm a professional podcaster before... It's been a, it, Yeah. We were nothing. I, I've also since uh, ventured into the YouTube space, and so I've gotten a little more comfortable. So maybe we could do a video someday? Maybe. I would honestly love... I really enjoy video content, you know? Videos are nice. I also enjoy video content. If that's what you call films. A couple days ago, Desert was like, I'm trying not to call movies I like movies. I'm trying to call them films. And I was like, <laughs> Why? Because okay. of my example? I think so, actually. We should talk about the movie we watched. What movie? What movie? The only movie I've been thinking about? <laughs> um, Everything Everywhere All at Once was an amazing movie and everyone should watch it. Mm-hmm. It's also rated PG in Canada, so... Don't let the R scare you. <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> Canadians just have higher vulgarity uh, thresholds, I guess. No, probably, honestly. They just take things a little less seriously. Uh, Yeah, everything, everywhere, all at once. Everybody should watch it Um, with a healthy dose of humor. <laughs> there was, what was, I brought that up for a reason. There's something funny you said that I was like, you need to say that on the podcast when we were waiting for the elevator. Do you remember? I don't. No. <laughs> oh my gosh, what was it? Oh my gosh. It was something really funny you said. Oh, the people behind us, or at John Mulaney, that's what it was. We were, oh. Becca and I went to John Mulaney, which was, it was good. I mean, he's John Mulaney. It'd be weird if he was suddenly the worst. Yeah. Um, <laughs> well, that's how a lot of people do feel about him. <laughs> weird. Uh, we had very expensive gelato. <laughs> Stupidly expensive gelato. We weren't allowed to have our phones and there were no if clocks. If you are talking while you are moving the microphone, it will be unusable, Kay. my dove. Um, <laughs> we uh, got this overpriced gelato and our phones were, like, taken away. Put in little bags. Yeah, that we they could, were inaccessible to us. But you could feel them vibrate, which was insulting. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was funny. And we um, And there were no clocks in, like, the establishment, so mm-hmm. we were just in, like... Becca and Tegan a doing non- loops around Vivint. Yeah, a non-existent space for probably, I don't know, could have been an hour, could have been two, could have been ten minutes. I don't know. Time stopped. Full, just full stopped. And everyone was kind of, I feel like, like delirious almost. Like people were walking around kind of glassy-eyed. Um, but the people behind us at John Mulaney, first of all, the people next to me were not interested yeah. at all. Nary a laugh. Nary, not Which a, was a bad, mm-mm. yeah, awkward. They hated it. But the people behind us. Oh, they were rolling. Every other joke they'd go, it's funny, because it's true. <laughs> Which I think we need a button in this podcast for me to click every time you say it or I say something funny. Just, it's funny, because it's true. Alternatively, it's funny because it's so false. <laughs> Which is like, I don't know, it's probably 50-50. That's absurdism. Well, they I think the people behind us may not understand absurdism. Mm. They were focused uh, really heavily on like, I don't know, John Mulaney's like, I kind of want to kill myself. And they're like, it's funny because it's true. You're so right. 
Wow. Comedy shows. What a place. What Comedy. a space. What a, what a place, what a space, what a mace. I had mace. Oh, I feel like there would have been a really cute, fun way to end that. What a place, what a space, what a... Face. What a... No, like you have to add like a little... Like a limerick. What a, what a place, what a space, what a pie shoved in your face. Oh. You know, that kind of thing. I forgot about limericks till just now. Thank <laughs> you for reminding me. They're quite delightful. Um, I agree. Is this episode on limericks? No, no, that would be crazy. That would be such a good like uh, segue. No, we haven't hit anything that could even slightly function as a segue. Am I just gonna keep throwing darts at the wall? <laughs> I guess so. Or I ask you my question. What's the question? Hey, Tegan. Yeah, Becca. Can I talk to you about bears? <laughs> yes, you may. <laughs> Please. I want nothing more. Oh, I'm so. This is why you didn't tell me. I'm so excited. I want to know everything about bears. You need to say, can you be more specific? Can you be more specific? I have eight pages of specificity for you. Welcome to Be More Specific, a podcast where an entomologist, me, and a film student, me, walk into a podcast and walk out with a question answered. I'm Becca. And I'm Tegan. Eight pages? Yeah. There's a picture on one of them, though. (laughs) I have three pages, and there's a picture on one of mine. <laughs> Bears are so rife. <laughs> oh, let me whack the mic. Bears are so rife, and then you you just slap our listeners across the face. <laughs> oh, I forgot to look up bear jokes. That's not even any of them. I have a bear joke. Do you want me to start? Yeah, 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 yeah. What kind of shoes do bears wear? What kind? None, because they have bare feet. <gasps> <laughs> That's pretty good. That was my favorite joke as a child. I would apparently go up to strangers in the grocery store and be like, hey, hey, no, down here. <laughs> what type of shoes do bears wear? Looks down. Yeah. And and then it sometimes, apparently, according to my mom, I would forget the punchline and would just be like. <laughs> <laughs> That's so kid-like. And my voice was apparently so high-pitched that people, like, older people couldn't hear me. This little blonde, like, gremlin running up to you full speed in the store. Okay, yeah, so that was the first two um, lines of the page. We're making great time. Was to... <laughs> Can we talk about bears? Um, oh, well, our, J- our JPM is really up. The third, the third line, this episode is me wanting to talk about bears. <laughs> what made you want to talk about bears? Um, what did make me want to talk about bears? Are you just thinking about bears? I frequently think about bears. Bear thoughts? I the other day was talking about, I saw a bear next to the San Rafael River. Oh, yeah? Running full Ooh. speed across the sand. It cool. was the weirdest thing I've ever gracefully? seen. Gracefully? Oddly gracefully. They have, like, short spurts. But, like, their its ears were so cute and tiny. But yeah. it was running in a very, like, predatory way. Yeah. Where I was like, I'm scared of this adorable thing. Yeah, bears are, they exist in two spaces, which is I want to hug them so very badly. But I also respect their majesty. I would like them not to be. Near me. Near me physically, yeah. yeah. Um, Only emotionally. Yeah, well, yeah, I don't know what made me think about bears. I was just thinking about Were them. Were you listening to the song Black Bear? No, that would be cool, though. That would be cool. The only songs I've been listening to lately <laughs> are um, the one that's like, oh, hey, yeah, 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 what's going on? You, you know that song? Yeah, yeah, you just unironically? Yeah. Good. Okay. No, well, Richard played it a couple days ago, and I was like, this is an amazing song. So I've been listening to that and Zombie by the Cranberries, because we watched a zombie movie. Good. 
Um, both good songs. So no, bears. There was no bear song. Bears were just lingering in my mind. And then I was like, so I was like, ooh, maybe I want to talk about bears. And so I like went to our little sheet, mm-hmm. our list of things um, that we were supposed to talk about in hopes that there was a question about bears on there. <laughs> so you didn't have to make one up. Yeah, there was no question about bears. There's no reason for me to be talking about bears. I'm not a biologist. You should be the one talking about bears. I am so, this is extremely pleasing to me. Yeah. I am extremely pleased. Oh, I think I'm going to, you're going to continue to be. Ah. Um... Also, my fourth line, this is, we can cut this out if we really truly think that it is, like, that much of a problem. But you know how, like, in elementary school, you would be asked to get to know you questions, and people would frequently ask the question, what's your spirit animal? Oh, yeah. Which is very culturally insensitive, and we don't approve of it anymore. But If you want to communicate that sort of idea, you could just say, if you were an animal, what would you be? I think that is... It's much better. It's the same question without yeah. using a religious term from a religion you do not belong to. Yeah, no, I completely agree. <laughs> but the, my first thought would always be bear. Weird. Yeah, because they like hibernate and like oh. they're like kind of like chunky and like fluffy and soft. And like I want to hug them, but I don't want to be hugged. And they don't want to be hugged. You're really a bear. I'm a bear. Um <laughs> So That's I just, why I was so my cute. favorite t-shirt for years and years, well, one of them was a moose um, mm. next to a canoe. That was a good t-shirt. My second was a grizzly bear. Mm. Yeah. And I'm pretty sure it said grizzlies. It's it might have been a sports shirt. That's very Wyoming of you. Right? Yeah. It was one of, the moose one was one of the Life is Good brand. Okay. Mm. So, I had a Life is Good shirt with a guy on a drum set that I wore like all the time. I, where did those shirts all go? People used to wear them all the time. And now I don't see With them. With the little stick figures? Uh-huh. And they all had, like, this face? Yeah. And they were, like, kind of creepy. They gave me St. George energy. They definitely. Okay. But, so, I've always connected with bears. I've always mm-hmm. been a big fan of bears. Big bear fan? Big bear fan. Um, Little bear fan, the TV show. Oh. Yeah. yeah that's a good show. So, Gillian had a crush on Little Bear. That's so funny. It is. And I don't necessarily disapprove. <laughs> He's a nice guy. He's a nice guy. So I'm going to talk a little bit, like, half about the science, half about, like, cultural impact. Good. Uh, cultural. Have you considered the cultural impact of bears? <laughs> I hadn't heretofore. <laughs> so first things first, evolution. Where did they come from and how long ago? The water. Where did they come from? Just kidding. Cotton eye. Bear. So, bears are the youngest of the carnivore families, having arisen from dog-like ancestors during the Eocene epoch 55 million to 38 million years ago. The earliest bears had the characteristics of both dogs and bears. Um, cool. Kind oh. of kind of ending up looking a little raccoonish. I've seen pictures of them. Yeah, because they, they look... had yeah they had like the heavy sheet heavy set features and like mm-hmm. kind of pointy nose and blunter teeth than most uh, true dogs. So, you know they they looked. Different, but still, like, the same. Um, Yeah. And these animals often would be, like, tree-climbing mammals as well. Their bodies, skulls, and teeth changed throughout time, obviously, (laughs) along with their range and habitat in the world. So, modern bears, including Asian black, Mm. sun bears, and sloth bears, and extinct bears, appeared in Eurasia around 5 million years ago during the late Miocene epoch. These bears were relatively small animals, but some types eventually grew quite large. They, di- they diversified and spread through Europe, Asia, North America, 
and eventually reaching South America. Fossils indicate that bears once lived in Africa with one large primitive species found as far south as South Africa. Wasn't, aren't sun bears the ones that get like insanely large? Um, they do get quite large, but polar bears are like by far the largest mm. type of I bear. I guess I don't often see different types of bears near each other. No, which is actually interesting because we'll, I'm going to talk about bear phylogeny for like yes! a while. Yes! Oh, I'm hovering. This is so exciting. <laughs> I lo- oh, I love bears so much. It's like I'm in, you know how you have like, okay, I'm going to TA for evolution next year. But I remember taking evolution and I would sit in class and it was like, I was watching my favorite TV show. It was just the most, like, enrapturing thing, and that is currently what I'm experiencing. Um, how many species of bear are there? The bear, Ursidae, or Ursidae? Ursid, it's, how do you, it's, when it ends with A-E? Depends on what part of the world you're in. We oh. do. Uh, Ursidae is common around here. Okay. Ursidae form a separate family within the order of Carnivora. The bear family can be divided into three subfamilies. Um, so... There's Aeluropodidae, which uh, is a monotypic subfamily, which I have, which I just learned, just means that there's just like one one thing in it. Um, so that's it. The, either means someone was lazy or a bunch of things died. That's usually yeah. Either the taxonomist was lazy or a bunch of things used to exist and died. Yeah. Well, so that one is just the giant panda, and then there's also Tremarctini, which is the the spectacled bear. Which I don't really know why it's called the spectacled bear. It doesn't really look like it has spectacles to me. But, they're, but like, it's slightly different looking. It's, like, a little sharper around the edges. Does it look intelligent? Maybe that's a maybe, thing. Maybe. <laughs> um, and then there's the... This bear. This bear reads books. <laughs> this bear reads books. Yeah, you're right. Um, and then there's the real bears. Mm. I have air quotes because I think it's funny that they're... It's like true bugs, you know? Yeah. Like, it's so funny that it's like, no, these are... These are the real ones. We're These gonna, are valid. We're gonna take we're gonna take this common term and we're gonna make it scientific just to confuse everyone. Yeah. Yeah. So this is like what most of what we think of as bears, Ursinae, and it has six different species. Are they is this whole group monophyletic? Did you mention that? Mono. Like are they all genetically they all share the same common ancestor? Um yeah, all of these okay, cool. are descended from the same common ancestor, as well as like raccoons. Oh, so raccoons are part of bears but maybe the true well, bears well they're they're slightly slightly like out they're one more degree out oh okay from bears gotcha yeah and that they're all sense. within carnivora yeah but like they're they're pretty closely related um and that like explains why red pandas are called like well i mean i guess it doesn't explain it because naming conventions are strange but yeah. like people are frequently like why is a red panda a panda and it's like well it kind of isn't like, because it's not a bear, and pandas are bears, but they're, you know, but they it look kind of similar like in some ways. Yeah, yeah, it just looks like a smaller one. So this family of Ursinae consists of six different species, and they all have similar external characteristics like strong claws and a robust body. Um, Some of these, I love some of these descriptions because they're, like, a little, like, leery. Mm-hmm. They're, like, objectifying the bears. <laughs> They're like, look at them. They're so hot. Look at how robust. They're this so robust. This um, bear is. Um, and all of these bears are opportunistic omnivores, basically, mm-hmm. except for polar bears, which are like almost entirely carnivorous. To be fair. That's all they have. Yeah. <laughs> it's not like they, I wonder if a polar bear stumbled across a berry bush, if it would be like, whoa. 
whoa, this is it. If it would be into it, yeah. yeah. So I f- I'm just thinking about We Bear Bears. I didn't. I have a list at the end of like culturally important bears, and I don't even have them on there. I'm They're adding just, that right now. I love how rotund they are. They're good. And they do. Sometimes they're scary in the show. Like, sometimes they have to pretend to be scary bears. That's so cute. So you, as a biologist, you are working on... I thought you were going to call me a bear. You are working on, like, fly phylogeny, Uh robber fly phylogeny. Yeah. And one of the things you're trying to do is sequence, like, their genomes so that you have, like, genetic reasons for differentiating the flies instead of purely physical, right? Yeah. Yeah, 100%. Um, so I found this article in Nature, um, like magazine or whatever, mm-hmm. that basically is trying to do the same thing with bear species because, uh, the, like bear species, these six subspecies, oh, they can interbreed, can't they? Yeah. I love, that's my flies can interbreed. Yeah. I'm like 90% sure because that's the only explanation. Why would it be easy? Yeah. So, um, basically the bear phylogeny with these six spe- subspecies is kind of in the way that bears have been seen for a very long time. Yeah. Um, and the article, they weren't necessarily trying to, like, um, combat that idea, but they were just seeing if the genetic information would also support it. Yeah. Because... The mammal people get very touchy about uh, using genetic information to, like, delineate taxonomy. Yeah. They get, like, real... How come? Like, I don't know. Like, orcas recently, there's a new species of orca, and everyone was like, well, it's kind of the same because it's an orca. And it's like, just because they're big doesn't mean they don't speciate. <laughs> yeah, that's really funny. <laughs> so, I, yeah, I was reading this article because I literally was just looking up, like, bear species. And... I imagine you sit down on your computer, you crack your knuckles, and you type bears into Google, and it's like that scene in Twilight where she's like... <laughs> <laughs> that's kind of what it felt like, yeah. I also had an eaten so like oh good so you were very bear like in that moment well i was very like bella like i was flighty and like fluttery fluttery and i had a headache (laughs) that's something canonically in the book bella like never doesn't have a headache (laughs) she's like she presses she presses her fingers against her temples (laughs) uh so um yeah most of this article was basically just trying to be like look genetic like genetic sequencing is helpful um, and in the end, it turns out, like, that there were, like, with some caveats, because there is a fair amount of genetic drift, which mm. I had never heard of before. Um, but there was, like, there's, or a gene flow also. Yes. So they, <laughs> I've, like, I'm, I've literally learned more from this one article than I did in all of Bio 100. <laughs> I, I almost want, when we finish this episode, just to email this to the authors and be like, look what you did. <laughs> <laughs> So, sorry. No, you're fine. So one of the things they said in the introduction was that strong ancestral gene flow between the Asiatic black bear and the ancestor to the polar brown and American black bear explains uncertainties in reconstructing the bear phylogeny. Well, that's... Like, those four specifically have, like, really similar... What is the species? That's what it always comes down to. Yeah. Is it's like, yeah, maybe they hybridize, maybe they have an ancestor, maybe they're not that different, but they look different. Well, like, how different is different enough? And if they fulfill different ecological roles in different areas... Is that not enough? That's so bacteria people use this thing and virus people use OTU, operational taxonomic unit, which just means operationally it exists differently than ones that kind of look the same. That's so funny. Which I think is actually like. That's a pretty good way. Yeah. It makes makes my heart happy. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So, um, yeah. So there's like been a fair amount of interbreeding and 
there was like a little bit that addressed i mean the asiatic black bear and the polar bear like don't interact like why would they interact um yeah. and then that brought up the idea of um intermediate species yeah <laughs> yeah there's a type of salamander in california that can breed at the top of its range, and then as they go down, they go on either side of the Sierra Nevada, and they can't inter- those ones can't interbreed. It's called a ring species, and yeah. then at the bottom, they can interbreed again. That's so, so technically, insane. there's a, like six different, but two points on the six different can interbreed. That yeah, see that's like, so that's crazy. Sort of, it's just like what where it's like yeah, just there was there was a type of bear that could interbreed with the Asiatic black bear, and then it like. It, it's basically it does feel a little bit like those like assembly lines where you pass one thing yeah. um, to somebody else and that person passes it to another person where like the but way that geez. they geographically connect is just all of these different species and subspecies having their low their like geographical uh, areas like you overlap. Can, you can map. So there's this thing called principal component analysis where you basically make like two fake variables to represent your data. And if you map genetic information of different species like that, sometimes the points on the graph will mimic the geographic locations of those specimens. That's so cool. It's so cool. It's so cool. Yeah. No, it's ah! with humans. It's like one to one. It is crazy how accurate it is. Yeah. Yeah. So um, then they just go on to talk about how genome scale analyses are important and uh, they lead to more complete understandings. And some of the interesting... Uh, things that I found in the article was that genome scale studies in brown and polar bears found that 8.8% of individual brown bear genomes have polar bear origin. Whoa, that's cool. Yeah. Um, and is it just is it just color? Is it's just an like a simple adaptation, not a complex one? You I don't know. I mean? I mean, they went into like very specific genetic markers mm. um, that like told them different things. And like all of that, I was like, I am not equipped to understand this. No, so. that stuff's really hard. And it usually requires knowing the, like, I probably couldn't understand it. I could understand it for flies, but not for bears. Yeah. yeah. So it was fascinating. Um, I learned more about your work, I think, ah. from reading this. There are six uh, subspecies of Ursini and Based on genetic information, yeah, sure. Uh-huh. Why not? Yeah, exactly. So that's pretty cool. Um, and, oh, here we go. There's. I'm sure an argument is if you lumped them all into the same species, that would absolutely destroy conservation efforts. Oh, yeah. Because we sure. currently, we operate with species groups, not with population groups. Yeah, and I'll talk a little bit more about bear conservation, too, because it yeah. is, like, it is a particularly outspoken group of conservationists. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, note that although they are called bears in some languages, red pandas and raccoons and their close relatives are not bears, but rather mustaloids. Gross. Yeah, that's a terrible What's word. What's Tom Nook? I think a he's... A tacuni? Yeah, tanuki. Tanuki. Yeah. Because that's like a raccoon relative, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Like Japanese. So, so we know about bear genetics a little more now. There is a fair amount of interbreeding between all of these six subspecies and practically none between these other monotheistic... <laughs> what, what did I call them? Mono... Monotypic. Monotypic uh, species. Imagine you're like, you come across a human who's like kind of different. Yeah. And you're both like alone and you're like, we might as well see how this goes. Like, isn't that weird? They see yeah. something that's like kind of off, but like close enough. That's so funny, actually. I've never thought about it like that. It's like a human with, like, rabbit ears, and you're like, let's see where this goes. <laughs> <laughs> and that's how Zootopia happened. 
Yeah, they never really get into gender no. breeding. Doctor Who, though. Doctor Who does. Next section. How do bears live their life now? Sleep cycle. Most bears are diurnal, meaning that they are active for the most part during the day, though they may forage substantially by night. Um, and especially the ba- the bears that we would come across in the Americas, brown and black bears, mm. are diurnal. Um, other species may be nocturnal, though female sloth bears with cubs may feed more at daytime to avoid competition um, mm. from nocturnal predators. So, that's cool. And that's then cute. bears are also overwhelmingly solitary and are considered the most asocial of all of the carnivora. Like, yeah. other than breeding, it's it's kind of, I mean, for bears, it's kind of a wham, bam, thank you, ma'am, like, yeah. kind of a deal. Yeah. They just, like, they just get her, get it done, and then even... Move on. It, yeah, and then the mother, mothers their cubs for, like, a little bit, but not very long. There's no, there's no bear packs, contrary to Brother Bear. Oh. Most of this is contrary to Brother Bear. It's very disappointing. Most of this is contrary <laughs> to Brother Bear. <laughs> like, tigers and stuff hang out together. And leopards sometimes will share ranges, like... Yeah, and lions. And, and lions and panthers, even. Yeah, they're just so asocial. That's so... I like... And, like, I've never... Yeah, I've oh, only ever seen... that's why you're a bear. I guess. Because you like people, but, like, you need your alone time. Sure. And bears like people because they have Cheetos. <laughs> that's so true. Remember... Do you remember the cutest bear in the whole wide world that we saw at my cabin? Yes. The golden one? Oh. Honey-colored? It was so cute. Oh, I wanted to hug it so bad. And it was like, do not. <laughs> I am a bear. <laughs> Consider my eviscerating claws. Yeah, there's a, a fair amount of the, like, information that I found on the internet about bears. It was all, like, it was either, like, those BuzzFeed, like, here are the ten most gruesome bear attacks that have ever happened in history. <laughs> so there was that, but, like, then there was also conservation efforts and, like, all the people who were like, bears aren't that bad. Like, we should protect them. They're more scared of you than you are of them. Yeah, there was this one website called bear.org, oh. which it's a very poorly designed website. Good. But there was this little section that said bears as dragons. And I was like, What? And so here's the quote from it. There may be something within us that wants to imagine dangerous animals to prove our courage against them. People used to imagine dragons. Today, outdoor (laughs) writers, artists, and others profit by demonizing bears. They exaggerate danger, creating fantasies of courage that sell magazines, art, bear hunting trips, and more. Many people accept these exaggerations and develop a deep fear of of bears. Believing that bears must be killed to protect life and property, they have eliminated bears from many parts of their former range. Fear and habitat loss have driven some bear species to the verge of extinction. The exaggerations continue today. I'm sad. I know. That's something with coyotes, too. People hate coyotes, and they are fairly intelligent Mm. pack animals who, like, are legitimately just trying to get by, and we keep on encroaching on their, their hunting ranges. Mm-hmm. And it's like, why did a coyote kill my dog? And it's like, because your dog is naturally a coyote's prey. Like, they're just animals. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, generally speaking, bears aren't going to bother you. So, and I hope we see a bear in Wyoming this year. That'd be fun. We should post for this episode. We should post uh, along with our picture of us, of course. Um, I have pictures from your cabin of the of the bear. The no, the bear destroyed. Like, the, the place that made its den in that older cabin up Oh, boys. yeah. No, you should post pictures. Yeah. It's so scary. But, like, cool. But also kind of adorable. Like, it made a little bed for itself. It's true. Oh, and it ate outside and then slept inside of the house, which is very funny to me. Mm-hmm. Like, it brought the food outside, ate, and then went back inside to sleep. <laughs> um, 
Yeah, so there is there is a fair amount of anti-bear propaganda. Uh, they they are dangerous. Mm-hmm. Like, don't get near them. But on average, only, like, one person a year dies mm-hmm. of a bear attack in America. So they're not, like... A, they're not a threat. It's not, like, yeah. vending machines. <laughs> yeah, they're not looming. Um, <laughs> like vending machines. You know how vending machines loom? They actually, they kill, like, a wild amount of people each year. Because people will shake them and they fall on top of them. Like, it happens, I forget, it's, like, 20-something people a year. Like, That's a lot. Yeah. It's a lot of people. I wonder people. if it's worse in Japan or because there's more vending machines. Or if it's better because they don't shake it. Yeah. <laughs> That's such a good question. Um, and then food. Oh, yeah, we were talking about this. They are, what was it, o- omnivores? Yeah, opportunistic omnivores. They'll eat anything from leaves, roots, and berries to insects, carrion, fresh meat, and fish. And the extremes are the entirely herbivorous giant pandy. 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 Giant panda, which lives like 99% off of bamboo. Yeah. Um, And the mostly carnivorous polar bear, which is like 99% off of fish. And pandas eat like an insane amount of bamboo. It's not like a normal amount of bamboo, right? Because you can't get like any No, they even, they have like a claw that has specifically adapted to like holding and like plucking bamboo. Oh. So cute. My hands are specifically adapted to hold and eat tacos. <laughs> yep. <laughs> um, so all bears will feed on any food source that becomes seasonally available. For example, Asiatic black bears in Taiwan consume large numbers of acorns when they are the most common. Oh. And they switch to ungulates at other times of the year. <laughs> but acorns! Kill the ungulates! Imagine a little black bear eating acorns! I When they eat berries and they get all... Gross looking. Yeah. Because they're so covered cute. in berry juice. Um, and yeah, bears do like honey, but not necessarily more than like anything else. Everything likes honey. Everyone's yeah, like to it's get sweet. Honey. It's nice. It's it's pleasant. Um, and then for breeding, so I like the way that there's so much wild stuff Wikipedia said about bears. Isn't it crazy how sometimes Wikipedia will be like on the straight and narrow and yeah. then it's like and also this guy named Jim said this limerick about bears like in the middle of nothing yeah and there are three different webs like three different wikipedia links i went to so there's just bears and then there's like um bears and like cultural representation and then there's bears in like popular culture there's like all these different ones that all have overlap but the bear subculture of the internet yeah i guess and they're also just sometimes like a little flowery with their language um but so during the breeding season, males take notice of females in vicinity and females become more tolerant of males. <laughs> um, a male bear may visit a female continuously over a period of several days or weeks, depending on the species, to test her reproductive state. He's like, hey, you smell off. And she's like, don't touch me. And then he leaves. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and then there is like a degree of competition where males will like be like, that's my girl. Mm-hmm. If another person comes, ar- I mean, another bear comes around. <laughs> Courtship may be brief, although in some Asian species, courting pairs may engage in wrestling, hugging, mock fighting, and vocalizing. I know pandas have a horrible time procreating. Yeah. They're like disasters at it. Because she's in heat for like like five minutes or something. Yeah. And his penis is like the size of a jelly bean. Yeah. And they're fat. And so... And like the only reason they survive <laughs> is because of, of conservation efforts. Yeah. Because well, at a base level, they... Sh- We've, well, the problem yeah. is we've removed so much of their habitat, they can't do the just, like, sometimes it works thing. Yeah, exactly. There's so few of them, it needs to work. Yeah. <laughs> um, and Can just, you imagine seeing a panda in the wild? 
That would be so cool. A panda who's never Are there seen a any person left in the wild. I don't. I think there's a small population, but they've like they know people because yeah. they have to get like they get their blood tested and stuff. Yeah. Hod's so sad. I hate humans. Yeah. Um, gestation typically lasts six to nine months, including delayed implantation and litter mm-hmm. size numbers up to four cubs. Giant pandas may give birth to twins, but they can only suckle one young and the other is left to die. That's in zoos and stuff. They often will have mom will have one and then the people will raise another because they can't afford to lose the twin. Yeah. And then male bears typically play no part in raising their young. Isn't it wild that pandas evolutionarily are like yeah we i can create two life forms yeah but like there's no evolutionary pressure to make it so it's one there's just pressure to to let one die yeah you know yeah how many it's in animals the are equipped to have twins a lot yeah so it's not like crazy yeah i, it's I, just I bet like you a fluke. it's i feel like it's probably like bamboo is so nutritionally sparse Maybe mm. it's difficult to, like, lactate or something. Oh, I wonder. But I think kangaroos, when they have twins, choose one, too. It, like, makes sense to me in a weird way because it's just because well, survival in the wild is hard. <laughs> beetles and mice and cats even will uh, remove individuals. Like, if they have too many larvae, there's types of beetles that will just, like, kill a couple. Um, mice will kill a couple. Cats will move their entire litter but leave the runt behind. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's so crazy. Of course, there's hibernation where, so bears in northern regions, and there's also only like one bear that can be found in the southern hemisphere. Like they're very much northern animals. But so bears of northern regions, including the American black bear and the grizzly bear, hibernate in the winter. During hibernation, we all know it. For some reason, we all in elementary school learned about hibernation. Because it's cute. It is cute. That's probably the reason. I feel like as a child, it probably blew my mind, right? That this animal just kind of sleeps Mm -hmm. through the winter. Um, So the bear's metabolism slows down, its body temperature decreases slightly, and its heart rate slows from a normal value of 55 to just 9 beats per minute. There are people... That is so slow. People at BYU who... I've never been able to go on this trip, but they go and they find they have bears around here that they know where they hibernate. They check the caves, tranquilize the bear while it's still asleep, and then they do, like, blood tests and stuff for conservation. That's, like, sad that it's necessary. (laughs) Yeah, but it's also, like, I I have friends who have, like, touched living bears, which is kind of cool. That is kind of cool. Um, something they didn't teach us in school about hibernation <laughs> was the fact that a fecal plug is formed in the colon and it is expelled when the bear wakes in the spring. And it's just made of, like, feces. Mm-hmm. It just hangs out there so that more no more feces come out so that they can just completely, Shut like, down. work their body through all of the nutrition that is available. Jeez. Like, nothing is wasted. It's insane. And, like, if they've stored enough body fat, their muscles will remain in good condition and their protein maintenance requirements are met from recycling waste. Oh, wow. Yeah. That's really cool. And then female bears will give birth during the hibernation period. and But they wake up when they do that. Oh, I was like, what? She wakes up and she's like, whoa! <laughs> in modern times, we're getting to the sad part. No. We're getting to the lowest of lows, but we're we're gonna circle back up. It'll be a hero's both journey. Our, both of our topics today have a 
have like a have, have like a, a depressing edge. Have a part that's just like, oh, we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna pop acknowledge down to this. hell real quick. Yeah, cool. So in modern times, bears have come under pressure through encroachment on their habitats and illegal trade in bear parts, largely the Asian bile bear market, which um, they literally just have like bear farms where they get the bile from them and then they use it for like medicinal purposes. Mm, I hate when it's not even like. Like, real medicine, like ivory, where it's like, oh, this is an aphrodisiac, and it's like, no, it's not. Stop killing elephants. Yeah, exactly. Like, there's no proof that any of these things work. And if they do, like, you can source them elsewhere. Like, the IUCN lists six bear species as vulnerable, um, and there's only eight, so so that's cool. Um, and even the least two, the two least concerned species... I don't know. I don't know if that's like, is that like a term? Mm -hmm. Okay. (laughs) I was like, is that a typo or a term? That's always the question. (laughs) So that would be the brown bear and the black bear, but they are also at risk. (laughs) Jeez. Recently, um, the, uh, this is good news for endangered species. Uh, The Bonneville sucker or whatever, Mm. you know, the one that's, or the whatever, what is it called? I don't know. Is it the Bonneville sucker? I don't know what you're trying to say. There's a native fish in Utah. I can't remember. I think it's the Bonneville sucker. Anyway, it um, it was moved from endangered to threatened this year. <sighs> oh, how exciting. And people have started to fish them. So awesome. Be, we'll be right back pretty soon. Cool. Yep. <laughs> but um, public perception of bears has really turned around in the past couple of years, especially with panda bears. Yeah. Um, because they're just so cute. They're pretty undeniable. And people well, that's panda bears are the face of the ICU. Yeah, right? exactly. It's become a worldwide symbol of conservation. And <laughs> this article says that part of also the public perception of bears being positive is because people identify with them due to their omnivorous diets, their ability to stand on two legs. <laughs> and the fact they want to sleep for months on end. Yeah. All bears have depression. Confirmed. But like, obviously, I identify with them. So. I, I mean... There's something very, very human about standing on two legs and picking berries out of a bush. You know, it's You're just. Right. Oh. I mean, I wonder why that's. I wonder if that's why there are so many like children's shows about it about yeah. bears. They're probably also easier to animate. Because you don't have to deal with how do they grab things. Yeah. No, for sure. Um, and then of course there was bear baiting, which was the whole 15th century European culture of just like poking literally poking bears just like for fun yeah super cool and then so depressing more than twelve thousand bears are thought to be kept on farms in china vietnam and south korea specifically for their bile russia freaking it's common in russia where they take the teeth out of bears Hmm. and they'll like pose with them or have uh yep have circuses with them yeah circus yeah bears were definitely like a huge uh thing in circuses there's also the trend of the romani people um doing like street performances with bears and their namesake was from uh romani bear handlers called themselves ursari after like ursa which means bear so that's um that was 12th century which is fascinating so the uh there's a model i used to follow who posted a picture of her and a bear and I did some minor digging because she had tagged the group she had yeah. gotten the bear for the pictures from. And they've pulled out all of its teeth and declawed it. Awesome. And so I was like, yeah, no, we're not. I'm no, this isn't OK. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty gross. Animals aren't props. Neither mm-hmm. are humans. Why? Do, why is this a common issue? <laughs> no, I totally agree. But so, yeah, bears, there is still widespread mistreatment, but there are also some really dedicated conservation efforts. And as long as we basically... 
Just protect them. Leave them alone. While trying to leave them alone, you know, like protect their habitats, leave them alone. Um, that, that's that's where they're happiest, you know. So. And that, it's not like we don't benefit from having natural forests, you know. I know. Yeah. No, it, it literally would benefit everybody except for like, I don't know. They Jeff actually, Bezos. <laughs> so something they call, so like the panda bear, for example, or even like the black bear. Um, they call them umbrella species because they require so much habitat to be protected that they essentially protect other species that are less, like, Oh, that's gregarious. so cool. Yeah. So that's one of the arguments when people are like, screw the panda bear, let's just kill it, Meh, right? Like, they're not surviving. Meh. It's like, well, but what else are they protecting? We like, don't we have to know. use We have to use these cute, beloved species in order to protect hundreds of others. Yeah. Because there's species of cockroaches that probably need help, too. There's a species of fly in California that's endangered. That's adorable and lovely, but it's protected currently by a butterfly that happens to be in the same, like, sand dune. Because mm-hmm. people care about butterflies, but they don't care about flies. Awesome. Umbrella species! Thanks, umbrella species. Now I'm just imagining a bear with an umbrella and it's... Pl- Paddington, I'm sure, has an umbrella at some point. There's no way he doesn't. He has galoshes. Yeah, and a little raincoat. <laughs> we should have watched pa- Paddington. In prep? No, just in general. and of Pulp Fiction. <laughs> I liked it, but now I'm thinking about Paddington. Paddington is a much more pleasant movie. <laughs> I'm, like, glad I've seen Pulp Fiction because now I can, like, be a real film major. Yeah. But it's also very much, like, okay. <laughs> anyway, bear worship. So <laughs> th- this is, like, derived from, like, a million different Wikipedia articles and other things. And Amazing. this, like, doesn't even scratch the surface of bear worship. There's a lot of it. Um, but people do be out there worshiping bears. I'd be. worship a bear. They're kind of regal. Yeah. Yeah. I might just pledge. Like, I'm like right now, go worship a bear. bear right after this. We're going to pull up to, I don't know. Hogle. Hogle has bears. Hogle Zoo. Yeah, let's do it. Kneel <laughs> at the bears. And go, thank you, bear, for all that you do for us. The lions roar at sundown. So if we get there at that time, the lions will be roaring while we are worshiping the bears. And that might be nice. That sounds really fun and not achievable tonight. <laughs> But we should do it. Someday, yes. <laughs> we, how have we never been to Hogle's Live together? It's so fun. I love Hogle. Okay. So the image of the mother bear was prevalent throughout societies in North America and Eurasia. Duh, based... mother bear. Yeah. Okay, continue. Mother bear. Based on the female's devotion and protection of her cubs. Which is funny because she's not even like that devoted past <laughs> a certain point. No. But like, like she's devoted for a bit. But and the then only she's... time that you see bears together is if it's a mother and her cubs. Yeah. You know? Making it extra powerful. Yeah, and then in many Native American cultures, the bear is a symbol of rebirth because of its hibernation and reemergence. And doesn't like I a butterfly. Like the bear like holds the sun too, right? I don't know if the bear holds the sun. I feel like there's someone. I mean, maybe somewhere. So, yeah, I don't know, but they're fierce and gentle. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's nice. And then a widespread a widespread belief among cultures of North America and Northern Asia associated bears with shaman. This may be based on the solitary nature of both. Bears have been thought to predict the future, and shaman were believed to have been capable of transforming into bears. I've heard that before. That's in... Uh, I've always heard wolves. That's in The Hatchet, like, book three, <laughs> when he meets the guy. Like Brian's Winter or whatever? Yeah, he meets a guy, a shaman, because he's trying to, like, heal himself, and Western Ameri- like Western culture isn't doing it for him anymore. Yeah. Which I found that very, I was like, wow, this this book is really daring to go where others have not, um, you know, where he's like, 
So I lived in the woods and I came back to society and it turns out I actually hate society and I also hated living in the woods. So like, oops. <laughs> but he goes to a shaman and then he leaves and later he comes across a bear and he like knows the bear is the shaman. Huh. That's so... And I remember I don't remember like, that at all. I huh. read all those books. I'm like 90% sure it's those books. It's so funny that Gary Paulson wrote like a pretty solid, like well-loved like children's book about uh-huh. nature. Hatchet. And, and then the rest like, of them are like... He was like, alternate realities. Like, it's so daring Brian, to make books for alternate endings of your first book. Yeah, and like, Brian discovering depression. Like, it's so sad. So funny. There is also evidence of prehistoric bear worship, which I think is, like, evidence and prehistoric don't really seem to go together. It's very It's probably funny. pictures. Like, prehis- like petroglyphs and stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, um... Oh, and they have... Little car- little bear carvings. I've seen those before. Mm-hmm. So nice. And I then... love how soft the bear carvings are. The ones that are, like, really rounded. Mm-hmm. I had a necklace with one for a really long Didn't time. you try to carve a bear? I did when we were whittling. Didn't look very much like a bear. No, I. it turned into a hedgehog. Yeah, it was so cute, though. <laughs> uh, and then there is RTO. Or Dea Artio in the Gallo-Roman religion was a Celtic, a Celtic bear goddess. Evidence of her worship has notably been found at Bern, itself named for the bear. Uh, her name is derived from the Celtic word for bear, Artos. In ancient Greece, the archaic cult of Artemis in bear form survived into classical times, where um, young Athenian girls passed an initiation rite as Arctoi, she bears. So, like, there's like a bunch of stuff in Greek. I want to be called a she bear. Yeah. Oh my gosh, that's so like cool. Like just Artemis and Yo, She-Bear, that's, that's so cool. That's freaking brave. Is that why there's a bear in Brave? Yeah. Like, yeah, no, bears are like a really common motif in Celtic. Just Europe likes it, but also so does Asia. Like everybody loves bears and bears are everywhere. I never, you're making me think about how much bear there's stuff. stuff I have I've a seen. list. We'll see if we can come up with more. But, I'm so um, excited. Then of course there's the constellations of Ursa Major and Ursa Minor. Um... And Mama then there's and the nearby star, Arcturus, which means guardian of the bear. <laughs> so cute. You said that, and I was immediately like, do not cry, Tegan. <laughs> so, oh my gosh, there's so much bear stuff. Bears may also symbolize nations. The Russian bear has been a common national personification of Russia. The California flag has a bear smack dab in the middle. That's so true. It's huge. It means I can never draw the California flag because, you know, it's hard to draw. Bears? Yeah. Maybe. I've never tried. Try to draw some I mean, I probably have at some point. Sit down and try to draw a bear because it's like they're like thick but not like too thick. Okay, and there's a very specific. To be fair, if you told me to just sit down and like draw anything. Or if I told you to sit down and draw okay. anything. Hot take. Hardest animals to draw. Ready? Horse. Bear. That's the order. I think horse. Horse is so hard. Have you ever tried to draw? I sure have. I was a brother. I got pretty good at drawing my little ponies, yeah. Well, they're kind of like... Well, they're meant to be easy to draw. Yeah, as opposed to like horses, which you look at and you're like, oh, you're just muscles. Yeah. I, um, (laughs) when I was, when I was in like fifth grade, I did, I like dressed up as this Civil War figure. I cannot remember his name. He was like, he was well known for being a coward. Like that was his whole thing. Oh. It was George McClellan. Oh, okay. I dressed up as George McClellan, and he was also known for, like, designing horse saddles, so he had a McClellan saddle. Anyway, this is, like, a long way of telling you that when I dressed up as him, I also had to draw a backdrop from him, for him, and I tried to draw a group of horses when I was in fifth grade, and it was the <laughs> hardest thing I've ever done. It looked so bad. 
And I was really disappointed by it because I'd always been told I was good at art. And then yeah. you put a horse in front of me and that stops being true. I also, I also. Hardest just, thing to draw. Number one, group of horses <laughs> with a bear in the background. <laughs> with a bear in the background. <laughs> Humans, easy. Hands, no problem. Mm-mm. Bears, you got mm-hmm. it. I also think it's funny because Wikipedia, after talking about how the Russian bear um, was a symbol, they say that Smokey Bear has been a part of American culture since his introduction in 1944. With his message, only you can prevent forest fires. I like how it's like, like, people have literally dedicated their lives to the worship of bears. Also, Smokey the Bear. <laughs> literally. Um, and to then, be fair, though, Smokey's kind of a zaddy. What? Smokey the Bear is kind of hot. Smokey the Bear is a bit of a dilf. None of these things are true. I think, yeah, he kind he's kind of like thick, muscular. He wears pants. I don't know. Oh my god! You he's know, the, so dorky. I like dorks. Look at my husband. Yeah, but you said hot. Yeah, dorks can be hot. Not Smokey. So, not Smokey the Bear. Not Smokey. We make a Smokey the Bear fan cam. Please do. Uh, And then in Finland, um, which is also nicknamed the king. Oh, Finland is not nicknamed the king of the forest, but bears are in (laughs) Finland. (laughs) Um, And it is the country's official national mammal. (laughs) I love that they noted that. And is our national mammal just a bald eagle? It's not a mammal, Tegan. Wow. Are you a biologist? No, apparently not. I just feel like, well, because Franklin wanted us to have the turkey, right? And I feel like someone wanted us to have the porcupine at some point. That's possible. <laughs> Whatever. Continue. Uh, there is also the capital city of Pori, whose Swedish name, Bjornberg, and the Latin name, Arctopolis, literally mean bear city or bear fortress. Bear city. Bear fortress. Take me back to the bear city where <laughs> the bears are hot and the bears are pretty. Take me home. I have no clue what you're singing. Really? None. That's probably my fault. I don't think it's your singing. Paradise City, where the the air is hot and the girls are pretty. It's about Vegas, I think. Who sings it? I don't know. I don't listen to music, so it doesn't matter. (laughs) I'll have to add it to your playlist. (laughs) Um, and then it is also proposed by some authors that the old Norse wor- warriors, the berserkers, drew their power from the bear and were devoted to the bear cults, which was once with- widespread across the northern hemisphere. The berserkers maintained their religious observance despite their fighting prowess. As the Svarfdala mm-hmm. saga <laughs> tells of a challenge to single combat that was po- postponed by a berserker until three days after Yule, the bodies of dead berserkers were laid out in bearskins prior to their funeral rites. And the bear warrior symbolism survives to this day in the form of the bearskin caps worn by the guards of the Danish monarchs. What's the word I'm thinking of? I learned many things from this paragraph. One is that Denmark still has... Wait, wait, wait. Is Danish spoken in Denmark? Or is it spoken somewhere else? I think so. Well, whoever, wherever Danish is spoken, they still have monarchs. They just all... I realize as we're talking about this, everywhere but, like, England gives me bear vibes. England doesn't give you bear vibes? No, I don't get bear vibes. I feel vibes. like it's a little too, like... It's too... Like, like populated. Pop, yeah, it's, like, proper. Yeah. They, they're, they give me dog vibes. Yeah. That's funny. That's really funny, actually. <laughs> I don't... I, I, yeah. But, like, Sweden? 
Sweden has bear vibes. Sweden I think has Scandinavia massive. just like as that's a rule. what it is. Scandinavia. That's what I'm thinking of. Has just bear vibes. Yeah, fair. But like Across Scotland too. Yeah. Um. So yeah, that that's the cultural <laughs> stuff. I just I just ran through so many. Basically, bears are important and cool, and everybody understands that. And everyone should pray to a bear tonight. Just kidding. Don't pay, pray. Your to favorite bear. Tonight. Not just any bear. Well, bears don't want you to pray to them. They want you to leave them alone. <laughs> Or leave out Cheetos. Oh, and then you've you've probably seen this quote by a forest ranger at Yosemite National Park on why it is hard to design the perfect garbage bin to keep yes. bears from breaking into it. There is considerable overlap between the intelligence of the smartest bears and the dumbest tourists. <laughs> so funny. My um so my aunt is a park ranger. Yeah. And if I had known this before, I would have gotten her to send me the exact story. She worked in Yosemite for a really long time. Mm-hmm. Um, and in Yosemite, they know the names of all the bears. They have, like, names for them just to, like, you know, keep track of where certain bears are. Some of them have collars and stuff so just so they can, like, clear campgrounds when the bears come by, that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. And she was tracking a bear. And then the bear, like, turned around and started running at her. So she climbed a tree to get away from the bear. Oh, my gosh. And she was radioing can't in. bears climb trees? Not whatever bears are there. I can't remember okay. which ones. Like, some bears can, some bears can't. Yeah. You know how it's like, these bears look big, these bears look small. Like, I think it's black bears you want to, like, look small because they'll leave oh, you alone. Brown oh, bears you want to look big. I thought you just big. meant that the bears no. either look big or small. No. And I was like, how and, big is big? And, grizzlies, and how small is small? Grizzlies, it's just like, get away. Yeah. Like, there isn't a... <laughs> If you look big, they'll attack you. If you look small, they'll attack you because they don't want to be bothered. But my aunt, she climbed a tree and then she was radioing in and she was like, I'm being chased by like B6 or whatever. Right. And they're like, oh, no. Um, uh, where are you at? And she was like, the river. I'm in a tree by the river because she like, couldn't think straight. There is a river that runs through all of Yosemite. That is like a big part of Yosemite. And they're like, you need to be more specific. So she, like, remembered the quadrant she was in. But, yeah. To face with bears. And she's, like, a professional. That's, like, all she's done her entire life is, like, be a park ranger. She's yeah. very, very good at it. Yeah. But she was, like, it's... And I guess what they do is they tranquilize the bear and they move it further away. Mm-hmm. And then it just slowly makes its way back. And then they tranquilize the bear and move it further away. Yeah. What do you even do? That's, like... Because fences don't keep bears out. Yeah. Bears don't care. Honey badgers don't care, but bears care less. So you want to hear my bear list? I want to hear... Pooh bear. Oh, duh. Goldilocks and the three bears. Mm. Care bears. Yeah. Yogi bear. Yeah. Paddington bear. Yes. Brother bear. Excellent. Baloo the bear. Just kidding. I do know that one. Little bear. I love Baloo the bear. Sorry, I'm still thinking about him. The Berenstein bears. Oh, don't get me started on the Berenstein bears. I added wee bear bears. Good. And then my last thing just says brave. (laughs) So I guess like brave bears. Brave. the, the, The bears from brave. The, the... Brave has bears. Bears beats Battlestar Galactica. Bears, 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 bears. Bears. The word bears is funny. It is funny. Inherently. Mm-hmm. I think B words. Bears. Becca. Birch. Birch. Bitter. Bitter. Little. Cool. Do you have any other bears in mind? I'm trying to think of bears. Should we rank these bears? We should rank these bears. Pooh okay. Bear's number one, no doubt. Right? Yeah, he's so he's so he's, he's so cute and good. I also think that S would like personally come to my house or like where I'm living, um, and like I don't know, with a gun and say if Pooh Bear like if we rank Pooh Bear higher, if we, I would have to like issue a retraction. If we didn't rank, <laughs> if you right now said something else besides Pooh Bear, we'd hear a knock on the door and it would be S. Yeah. 
Okay, Pooh Bear is first. Um, I think next for me might be Paddington. He's very lovable. He's very well. So we're ba- we're rating on love. Kung Fu Panda. Oh, that is a bear. Barely. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I guess General Panda, and pandas are kind of who's General ever. Panda. I mean, no, I mean like pandas in general. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I, mean, I was like, is this some cultural like touchstone that I just missed out on? General Panda. <laughs> you don't know about General. <laughs> he's he, he seems like he's really hard at first because he's really mean to his men, but then you realize it's because he has a tragic backstory. Um, the Panda Express Panda. Mm, no. They have to have like stories, I oh. think. Uh what about the honey bears? Who's honey? Just bear? the the bear bottles they put honey in. Those are nice. I mean, yeah. I mean, I would personally put them like at the very end though. They have so little personality know, compared to. But they're any. still like important. Okay, wait. Second, are we okay with Paddington? How yeah. do you feel about that? I'm comfortable with Paddington. Are you adding numbers to these? Yeah. Okay. Aesthetically, I think who is your favorite? Other than of all of them? Oh. Yeah. We bear bears. I really like the way they're drawn. Okay. I mean, they have severe bear energy. We bear bears are pleasant. Do you want to put them up there? Yeah, I do. Okay, that's fine. And I do like Care Bears. Oh my gosh, you didn't even talk about the teddy bear. I know. Oh, you're right. I mean, teddy bears like teddy. They Roosevelt. were named after. They were named after Theodore Roosevelt after he apparently refused to kill a cub. Yeah, to kill like a black bear cub that was tied around a tree. Which honestly. Good on him. Good on you, Teddy Bear. He deserves to be, yeah, to get Teddy Bears named after him. Corduroy. I almost forgot Corduroy. <gasps> no, Corduroy's, Corduroy's above Wee Bear Bears. Yeah? Yeah. Okay, Pooh. Oh, I, I love It might Corduroy. even be above Paddington for me. Yeah, no, I agree. Okay, oh. but not above Pooh. Nothing can beat Pooh. Corduroy's little button, though, and when he goes up the escalator. Okay. And is like, the store is so big and I'm so little. Corduroy used to make me cry. Corduroy is so good. Blue can be up there, actually. Blue's a good bear. How much do you hate the Berenstein Bears? I, I read them a lot as a kid, but I really thought the daughter was, like, annoying. Sister Bear? Yeah, Sister Bear was annoying. What, what always annoyed like me design. is how they're called Brother Bear and Sister Bear and Mama Bear and Papa Bear, and then their little baby bear is named Honey. Yeah. They completely over, like, <laughs> overhauled the naming conventions. It's like naming, like... You have, like, all of your, ki- like, kids and your names start with, like, A's. And then your last kid, you're like, and this is Ziggy. Okay, final ranking that I've just put together. Okay. Pooh Bear. Yeah. Corduroy. Excellent. Paddington Bear. Yeah. Wee Bear Bears. Mm-hmm. Care Bears. Yes. Baloo the Bear. <laughs> Baloo the Bear. Little Bear. <laughs> Brother Bear. Yeah. Poe Bear. I think. Poe is above. Uh, what was right before Poe? Brother Bear. Yeah. Okay. That's I okay. Mean, I had, okay, my first, um, the first guy who had a crush on me, when Brother Bear 2 came out in theaters, he went up to my mom and said, Jennifer, <laughs> I was in like, like second grade, I think. And he's yeah. like, when Tegan is 16, can I take her to see Brother Bear 2 on a date? And my mom was like, if Brother Bear 2 is still in theaters, yes. That's so funny. Did you did you end up going? No, he's uh he's he became a a weed dealer. Ooh. Yeah. Your mom didn't approve. Well, no, I didn't approve really. He wasn't he wasn't even like an ethical drug dealer. Mm. You know what I mean? Mhm. Yeah. Yeah, fair enough. 
Okay, so Pear... My friends got, like, sick off of his stuff, so I was like, nah. <laughs> That's so fair. But not Bear. Poe Bear is above Brother Bear. Then mm-hmm. there's the Berenstain Bears. Then there's Goldilocks and the Three Bears. And then the last is the Brave Bears. Good. Yeah, we, I just really don't like them. I really... These bear, are all pretty good bears, though. For me, Bearstein would be bottom, but I, I recognize really? that you... I just don't like their design at all. Yeah. I think about the mom's stupid little hat. I just... I spent so much time, like, watching and reading those that it would be, like... A disservice to them. Well, well, it would watching? also just be, like... It, I don't want it... I don't want to think that I've was wasted my time. There was a show. I only ever read them. Oh, yeah, there was a show. Hmm. Yeah, I just don't want to think that I wasted my time. You know? Yeah. Like, I have to maintain some what about sentimentality. Bear, bear in the Big Blue House? <gasps> that one's pretty high. Yeah. Wow, I forgot about it. He's so nice. It's probably after, like, above Care Bears? Yes, definitely above Care Bears. After We Bear Bears? Above We Bear Bears. Really? After yeah. Paddington? Yeah. <gasps> okay. <laughs> this I'm is, keeping this forever. This is almost unlistenable. I I'm sure it. it is. Okay. <laughs> I don't even care anymore. It doesn't matter. I don't even care anymore. I'm here to talk about bears so you can sit down and listen to us talk about bears. Uh, there you go. That's we our also... official bear ranking. Top five. I Because I'm not going to read through all of them again. You know how we feel. Uh, Pooh Bear, <laughs> Corduroy, Paddington, Bear in the Big Blue House, and Wee Bear Bears. Yeah. I'm applauding. Those are good bears. Those are good. Mm. They're even like... In appearance, they're pretty diverse. <laughs> like, we, we have we everyone hit, represented here. We hit the diversity index of bears. Yeah. That's so funny for you to say. I, don't, I just really like bears, man. Aren't they a good animal? Yeah. I like their mouths. Yeah. I like their tiny little ears. I like how fluffy they are. I like their huge, like, back legs. Yeah. And their slightly less huge front legs. Have you ever had a bear encounter? Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> it's fine. Right? <gasps> oh, that's just the... <sighs> you thought it was the whole keyboard? That was the whole keyboard. Okay, <gasps> well, that means that we should probably be done with. Well, we have to have an outro. Can that be the outro? <laughs> Becca just... <laughs> I had my computer on a... Music stand. On a rickety music stand this whole time, and it just collapsed and dropped my computer on the ground. Your nice computer. My nice new computer. Um, If you have any cool bear puns or other bears in popular culture that we yes, forgot, that please. we neglected to consider, please mm-hmm. tell us. Yeah. Okay. So message us on Be More Specific Pod on Instagram with bear puns. Or yeah. bear facts or mm-hmm. bear jokes, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, or comment on our Be More Specific pod or Facebook post for this episode. Yep. This one, it's crazy because I did like an educational one. You, Becca, this yeah. podcast is under the education section. Oh, really? Yeah, I moved it from comedy because I figured. <gasps> <laughs> no, I cannot. You look so scared. The rickety music stand is actually holding us both hostage. <laughs> Yeah, you're right. We are more education than comedy. Every after every episode, we would say that wasn't very funny, was it? So I'm <laughs> glad true. that you just. I'm glad that you bit the bullet. I just got like reached out to for a job. Oh my gosh! In the email, he like references the he podcast. Reference the podcast. The job was basically like a form of like ed- educational communication. In the email, he said like your podcast, kinda, and my bo- brain exploded. I was so happy. 
I called, which I never call. No, never. Were you like, oh, no, Tegan's dying? I was like, I, wh- like, what's what's the problem? <laughs> like, what, are you bad? Like, should we delete our podcast because no. people are looking at it? No, I was so happy. I was like, oh, my gosh. Yes. Yes. Because I I've avoided putting the podcast on my CV. But then Riley was like, you're doing like it is like this is real. Like this is like a real thing people do for scientific communication. True. But, yeah, so let's spread some wild, inaccurate information right now, yeah? I'm sure. Make up a bear we fact. Have, we, but, uh, bears? Bears, eat bears are polyamorous. Bear, you heard it here first, folks. Bears are polyamorous. 